is Bloomberg Surveillance. The victory of Leave and Brexit are two different things. Given the narrow majority with which Leave has won, Brexit might in fact never occur. The UK is really not that important for most of emerging Asia, however even for China. This is the continuation of the crisis that has not gone away and we may well see some more years of it. Bloomberg Surveillance, your link to the world of economics, finance and investment on Bloomberg Radio. Good morning, everyone. Michael McKee and Tom Keene. This day from Washington, D.C., we welcome all of you to our studios here in uh, Washington. Later this morning, a conversation with Alan Greenspan, and then Michael McKee and I will travel one or two blocks away for a conversation with a former Secretary of State, Madeleine Albright, uh, will join us as well. Let me get uh, out our good support and messages for an 8 a.m. hour. Uh, Bloomberg Surveillance in Washington, London, and New York. Brought to you by Cone Resnick Accounting Tax Advisory. Is your business ready to break through? See how the professionals at Cone Resnick can help you guide your business forward. Find out more at ConeResnick.com. Michael, let's get through a data check here to get to our steam guest uh, 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 quickly. Sterling simply doesn't have a bid. 131.69 is at an ugly half hour of it. Continuing depreciation. We are well over 10 big figures away from where we were a number of days ago. A euro rather under 110, a 109.96. And Michael, very quickly here, futures. Negative 18, now negative 16, a little bad. What else do you see, Mike? Well, here's what uh, we're going to be talking with Karen Petru in a moment. Let's look at what's happening with the banks. In Europe, the uh, Europe, uh, the Eurostock 600 bank index is down 7.6% this morning. It is the worst two-day performance <coughs> in years. You're looking at Deutsche Bank. You've been focused on that. At uh, 12.2 euros, it's down 8.5%. Standard Chartered down 6%. Barclays? Is ugly down nineteen percent. Yeah, and we need, so far this morning. We need, yeah, we need to be clear that there's a nuance to banking from too big to fail, big European banks. And in every single interview, the pros are looking at the midsize and the small banks. Yeah, and then uh, I want to look at this one. Unicredit is off seven point three percent this morning. Yeah, there are uh, reports that the Italian government is planning a forty billion euro injection of capital into the banking system there, and yet that has not right. increased confidence in Italian banks this morning. We have a wonderful guest, really, a truly uh, the right guest at the right time on banking. Karen Shaw Petro out of Wellesley, out of MIT and Berkeley, owns the high ground on banking analysis. I think I have that right, don't I, Mike? Yes. Karen, as you sit with your prism of American banking, I critically want to know, does Europe have the regulatory and processes to adjust and amend their European system like we assume we have here? Or is it just a totally different beast? It's different there. Um, I very much hope that first with their back to the wall, some of the squabbling will end. And also, I think very importantly, in Europe, as in the United States, the financial system is very dependent on the very biggest banks, particularly in terms of overnight, the kind of stock market and currency and liquidity gyrations that Mike is describing. All of that runs first through the very biggest banks. And each of them, even the weakest of the very big banks, like a Unicredit, is fundamentally far stronger than it was in 2008. 
Well, even the, that, may, though that may be the case, you have to ask uh, how close to a real systemic problem could we be in Europe if you uh, look at uh, banks like those in Italy with tough capital situations who have now taken an even greater hit on their equity? The the thing I think, Mike, is the near term, the really thing that that I'm watching, equity is a forward-looking earnings price. Survival is overnight funding. Thank you. And we need to keep the lifeblood of the financial system moving so that each one of the banks and therefore each one of their customers pays its bills every minute of every day. And despite the blood all over the floor in equity markets, we're, we're not in a Lehman moment, at least thank right. God not yet. Let's go back to our clinic. We need a Monday primer. What's <laughs> the difference between solvency and liquidity? That's not a primer question, Tom, because some days the line is very, very fuzzy. But liquidity means you can pay your bills because you're solvent, but you need your money that you lent to somebody else to come back to you so you can pay your bills and turn to the people you owe. Every minute of every day, trillions, tens of trillions of dollars are flying through the financial infrastructure. And that has to work. What happened in 2008 was that Lehman couldn't pay its bills, not necessarily in a week, but that minute. And that's what blew. What, uh, as long as we're doing the, the primer stage here, uh, is there a difference in funding models between the U.S. and Europe? Are European banks as dependent on the wholesale funding, overnight funding, as American banks have been? Actually, in, in many ways, they're more dependent. Um, the, and the financial systems in Europe are more dependent on banks than in the United States. Um, but let me just throw a statistic out that for, for U.S. banks, for example, the biggest U.S. banks, the ones, maybe they're too big to fail. I hope they're not. But they're the ones I know we depend on. Since the crisis, 30% of the biggest U.S. banks' balance sheet are now treasury securities, government agency debt, highly liquid assets that they can sell for cash, maybe not as much cash as they wanted, but they can sell for cash. When the financial crisis hit in 2008, they, let alone the other, and the EU banks are better. They're better than they were. They're not great, but they're better. What, will we see mergers and acquisitions? I remember just the wrap-up of Mike Helpy. Uh, I mean, Jamie Dimon was at Bank One. I don't know what that became. And, and that there was a whole Boston Bay Bank, uh, Bank of Boston thing. Can that happen in Europe? That's a great question, and that's where the difference is. It's it's really here we're we're one country, there there are 27 countries, most of whom don't really like each other, and an integrated European banking system is a much more complicated question than than ours here. I think it's state support, Tom, and not so much mergers and market solutions. Mm -hmm. Well, it's not an integrated banking system yet, but you do have. One entity, the ECB, that sort of gets stuck with the bill, um, <laughs> you know, if, if it comes due. How capable are European systems with uh, dealing with any kind of systemic crisis at the moment? They don't know, so I don't know. I, I think the answer is they will do what it takes. That's Mario Draghi's longstanding promise, and he will keep that commitment. Uh, at the market, I believe, expects that. 
the complexity comes because you have the eurozone, then you have the peripherals, and you have local currencies and mm-hmm. the pound. So within the eurozone, I, I really do believe they will do what it takes and then pick up the right. policy pieces later. Karen, uh, what a sight to see George Osborne on stage with James Diamond in the United Kingdom last week. I can't imagine a major banker in the United States, even Mr. Stump of Wells Fargo, a bit removed from the folly, on stage with Jack Lew. <laughs> What's the relationship of our bankers with the rest of America, with the people of America now? Are they bonding and connecting like Mr. Diamond bonded with the Chancellor of the Exchequer? Uh no, <laughs> I don't think Americans like their banks very much. Yeah, and in the in London in particular, the the UK economy is so much more dependent on finance and therefore banks than ours that the political relationship is a little bit different too. Uh, before we let you go, I have to ask uh, the uh, how the, the U.S. is shaping up now uh, with the Republicans talking about repealing. Dodd Frank uh, and uh, changes coming in in regulation one way or another. Uh, are we at a point where banks can operate in enough certainty that they can make money but still be safer? I think the short answer to that terrific question is no. Um, this uncertainty is. I believe, and I, I've, I've been working on running some numbers that one of the major reasons the recovery is so slow is that the banking system is unable in some ways and uncertain in others about putting money back into the economy. If we don't clear up that uncertainty, I really don't see how we get the economy moving. Karen, we need you to stay on stage for the next eight hours. You put a bid on the <laughs> sterling. You single-handedly have lifted sterling in the last five minutes. <laughs> I'll stay here all week. <laughs> Karen Petro with Federal Financial Analytics uh, talking to us on the future of our banking system. Mike Sterling, a low 131.52 up to 131.87. It's a Petru rally. I'm, I, I'm not going to call a bottom yet, though. <laughs> no, I, I guess it would neither. Futures it's one are, of those days. Futures yeah. negative 18 are now negative 13, so a little bit of a better feeling of the market. And I think the key thing to state this morning, uh, folks, as Michael McKee mentioned, is with volume coming in towards the New York Trading Day, uh, many of the vectors trying to find a bid. From Washington, later, Alan Greenspan. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. Let's check in with Michael Barr now and get the latest world and national headlines. Michael? Mike, Tom, thank you very much. The Supreme Court is set to close out its current term before the summer recess. There are three remaining cases after a flurry of decisions last week. The last trio of cases are regulation of Texas abortion clinics, a federal law that seeks to keep guns out of the hands of people convicted of domestic violence and the public corruption conviction of former Governor Bob McDonnell of Virginia. Secretary of State John Kerry has meetings today in Brussels and London about Britain voting to leave the EU. Kerry is urging Britain and the European Union to work together to calm markets. West Virginia has already been pounded by heavy rains and may have new flooding problems this week. More heavy rain is forecast today in the same area where floodwaters have already killed at least 25 people. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,600 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr. This is Bloomberg. Mike, Tom? Michael, thanks so much. The Secretary of Treasury out with headlines now. Across the Bloomberg, contingent steps are taken on liquidity. 
We'll have more. It's Bloomberg Surveillance. What does Brexit mean for the global economy? Coming up, 9 o'clock Wall Street time, Alan Greenspan, the former Fed chairman, joins Tom Keene and myself on this special edition of Bloomberg Surveillance. <laughs> 